You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the second full week of Locked On Grizzlies. My name is Mark King, your host of this Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Also cover the Grizzlies at grizzlybearblues.com. You can see my work over there. As the assistant editor, make sure you follow the show at Locked On Grizz on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter as well at King underscore producer. Man, what a weekend of sports! Uh, the Grizzlies won twice. Tigers won. I know most people were listening to this for a Grizzlies podcast, but I am a University of Memphis alum, so I have to uh, shout out the Tigers when they do win. Penny's doing something right over there. But let's get to those Grizzlies, man. They uh, Grizzlies are ten and five. Man, ten and five, the Grizzlies. Uh, if you told me that um, this time this year the Grizzlies would be ten and five and third in the Western Conference, I probably would not have believed you at the beginning of this year. But here we are, the Grizzlies, as it stands right now, as we're recording this podcast, the Grizzlies are third in the Western Conference. Now, it's still got a long way to go, and that can change by the end of the year. But man, it sure does feel good to say that right now. Oh, man. So today we're going to talk about these Grizzlies wins. We talked about it on Friday. If they could win two, I thought they should. They did. They went out and, and did exactly what they were supposed to do. We'll talk about that Grizzlies versus Kings recap in the first segment. We'll talk about that Timberwolves and Grizzlies game in the last segment. In the middle segment, as we're going to always do every Monday, we're going to do our Monday mailbag. We'll answer questions from you guys as best I can, uh, it may not be the right answer, it may not be the one answer you want to hear, but I'll be the answer that I can give you the best as best of my ability. So make sure you're sending in the questions every week. Um, I'll usually put out a Twitter, uh, a tweet, um, maybe on Fridays or Saturdays, just to get, uh, you can reply to that directly, or you can email me at lockdowngrizz at gmail.com. Either way works. Uh, we only got one this week, but I think it's a pretty interesting question, so it might take us a little bit to unpack, but that's okay. So uh, we'll do that in the middle segment of every show every Monday. So make sure you get those questions in over the weekend so that we can answer them on Monday. But let's talk about the Grizzlies-Kings win. Man, the Grizzlies, uh, again, they just, they're on a roll. Uh, that's, that's I think that's three wins in a row, four, three wins in a row. Uh, the Grizzlies have the Mavs coming up tonight in the forum on Monday. So they should be able to get, I think they should win this game. Uh, against the against the Mavs and uh, you know we're not going to preview it a whole lot just because I want to talk about these other two games a little bit more the Grizzlies take down the Kings on uh on Friday 112-104 they held the Kings to to 104 points that's 11 points below their average for the year I mean so the de- the defense again is just it is a consistent thing they can have that is something that will be consistent for them it seems like all year uh and <laughs> And Jaron Jackson Jr. went out and had himself a game. I mean, the kid is – I think JB said even said this after that game, that he doesn't even know how good he is. I mean, he, he – it's going to be scary when we get to a point where Jaron Jackson knows that he can pretty much take anybody off the dribble. I mean, every time that he takes someone off the dribble and he goes so far to the left, usually the left side of the lane – or the right side of the lane, he gets he goes so far over. It's almost like he, he. I don't think he's going to get the ball in because it's just kind of a weird bad angle when he's going up for that layup with his left hand. But somehow he's got such long long ass arms that 
he's able to put the ball in and those layups uh, off the board, off the backboard every single time. And it really is. It's, it's one of those things that I'm just like, man, it it amazes me every time he does it and he still does it. And so whenever he figures out that he is better than just about anybody out there, you know, that's, that's going to be scary. And it'll be, hopefully he will become one of those people where he is super aggressive and knows that he can, he can get his points whenever he wants. You know, I love Mark. I love him, and he's playing great this year. But you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he. We talked about this before. He does what he feels is best for the game, and that sometimes that's not always scoring with him. But with Jaron, you know, hopefully he he takes that aggressive approach where he can pretty much get anybody um, get points on anybody he wants. Uh, he had 27 points in this game, six rebounds, four steals, two blocks. He had an offensive rating of 137 and a defensive rating of 93. That's the net rating on that is ridiculous. I mean, that's something that's just it's insane. It's it's impressive. It's insane. Um, you know, he's going to be he already is good, and he's going to be scary good. Um, when he really when he realizes that he can he can pretty much take anybody out the dribble or beat anybody uh, down the lane um, or just, you know, really play anybody to that level. So uh, Marcus all still had, still had a solid game. I mean, Marcus all has been great all year, all year. Uh, and we'll talk about the little bit more kind up in the next segment, but Marcus all 19 points or 19 points, 15 rebounds, two assists. I mean, it's just an all around good game. I mean, he, he is doing, Everything right now, lately, the past week and a half or so, that you want him to do. He's been, you know, he's gone out and gotten you points and rebounds and done what he needs to do. Mike Conley, 19 points, six assists, you know, just just a standard Mike Conley game. I mean, that's pretty much it. It didn't look like that much from Marcus on Mike Conley, but it was like a ho hum, uh, just standard game from them. And, and and when you have Marcus All, Marcus, Mark Conley, Marcus All play like that, and then you have Jared Jackson go out there in twenty-seven points. That's a that's a win. That's a win most of the time in the NBA. I mean, the, we've we talked about it before. Mark and Mark are that good, and the defense is that good. All you really need is a couple other people to step up and get you get you a few points. Uh, Garrett Temple was good, fourteen points, five rebounds, but more importantly, it was three for four from three. I mean. That's what you need from Tempo. We've said this over and over again here on this podcast, that it is something you need 10 to 15 points from Garrett Temple every night. And, and him being a threat from three-point range is something that is is um, something that this 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 team really needs. Uh, Omni Caspi was back in action on Friday, which is super helpful for the Grizzlies because uh, we mentioned it last week. There were several times, uh, two games, they only played eight players. I mean, they, they need the depth. Whether that whatever whatever you think of Omri Caspi and whatever thing you whatever you think he can and can't give you on offense or, or defense there or lacking of defense for him, you know, having a body out there that a capable NBA player is is something the Grizzlies badly need right now. Um wasn't great, six points, two rebounds, made one three, but again, He's 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 a body that you you need out there that get your other guys a break. Uh, Wayne Selden gave you ten points off the bench. I thought that was good. Uh, the the defense again was fantastic. The twenty one turnovers uh, from the Sacramento team uh, that gave they got six or seventeen points off those 21, 21 turnovers. So 
that's something the Grizzlies uh, really took it, have been taking advantage of lately. They had 11, I believe they had 11 steals in this game. I didn't look that up and write it down. Um, but from just just from looking at all the box scores and researching, I'm pretty sure that I think they had 11 steals in this game. And they're having, averaging like nine, nine per game. So um, something the Grizzlies are doing really well is just getting deflections, getting in passing lanes. Uh, making these guys put the ball on the floor, and and that leads to deflections. You know, getting in the passing lanes leads to leads to deflections. Those deflections lead to steals. Those steals lead to points. I mean, twenty one turnovers and seventeen points off those turnovers. That's impressive. I mean, that's that's a big that's a lot of points. And I believe um, the the Sacramento Kings only had. Um, uh, I'm not sure how that how many turnovers they or excuse me how many points of turnovers they have, but just something that the Grizzlies are going to continue to do every game, night in and night out is have good defense. Now, whether that offense shows up, that's totally different. As of right now, the past couple games, offenses showed up. Marcus Saul showed up. Mike Conley showed up. And when that happens, when they have that defense as good as it is, and it's just it's putting teams who are normally high-scoring teams, like the Kings who normally score 113 points or whatever it is, per game you're putting them in the 80s and 90s you know that's something that's they're not used to and it, it's very hard for them it seems like to work out of you know so the Grizzlies all they've got to do is find is have Mike and Mark play good but just find a little bit more offensive from a few other people and it seems like that's been a recipe for wins the, the past week uh, especially the past few games so uh, you know, and you can even look back to that Jazz game and say the same thing. It didn't work. You know, there there were a few things that went wrong down the stretch, but I think largely uh, their game plan was was exactly the same, and it just didn't have you just didn't have those few other pieces there to give you the offense. And when those few other pieces jump in, whether that's whether that's Jaron Jackson, whether that's Garrett Temple, whether that's Wayne Seldon, whoever that is, whether that's that third team offensive player that gives you a little bit more, that translates to wins for this Grizzlies team and that knowing knowing what you, you've seen the past few weeks in this Grizzlies since this season has started and seeing that kind of uh play out over the, on the court that makes sense that they're 10 and 5 it makes sense I had, you know at the beginning of the year they didn't really it didn't really make sense cuz you didn't know what was who was going to be what there was a lot of unknowns there and i think this team they're starting to figure it out now they still have some I think some deficiencies, especially on the offensive end, especially coming off the bench, and that's something they've got to have to work on. But right now, it's working, uh, and and it's hard to it's hard to be be mad about something when it's working, and it's working seems seems like pretty well. Um, but the Grizzlies take down the Kings, one hundred and twelve, one hundred and four. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about the Monday mailbag. We just got one question, but I think it's a little bit to unpack. So, no, next segment, Monday mailbag. But don't don't uh, don't go away too quick. The last segment of the show, we're going to recap that Timberwolves Grizzlies game. The Grizzlies win that game as well against the Timberwolves. That'll be in the last segment. Those two things are coming up after the break. Welcome back to the show. Coming up at the end of the show, don't forget, we're going to recap that Grizzlies-Timberwolves game. But coming up right now, every Monday, Monday Mailbag. And we're going to answer your questions as best I can. Uh, so don't forget, send me your questions every Monday. You can tweet them to me at King underscore producer. If you have a question throughout the week, go ahead and just send it to me and I'll I'll, uh, I'll save it for the for Monday. You can send me, uh, you can send to the show on Twitter at LockedOnGrizz or you can email it to me at, or excuse me, email it to me, LockedOnGrizz at gmail.com and I'll get them any of those ways. 
Uh, and if you want to DM me, my DMs are open. Feel free to do that as well. Um, however you want to do it, just uh, get the questions to me, and we'll we'll talk about them. Uh, the one question we had at, is from Twitter at Grizzlies, actually from Grizzlies France. So it's actually at Grizzlies FR. Their question is: Mark Gasol leading the early rates for another DPOY campaign. Um, and so on the surface, I'd say I I I'd, I'd say I don't know, uh, but I looked looked at the stats from. 2013 Marcus All. So his stats were 14.4 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, four assists, and one steal. Um, if you dig a little bit deeper on his uh, more of his advanced stats, his defensive win shares per game or for that year were 5.4. And defensive win share is just the same thing as a win share. Uh, but it is the number of wins contributed to this player due to his defense. So Five point four was Mark's. Uh, basically, that's how many wins he were he was going to give you extra that year, just solely based on his defense. I think his total that year was eleven, and just from his defense was five point four. So you're taking if you basically if you take Mark's defense away that year, the Grizzlies would be five and a half games less. They would have five and a half wins less, um, and that's actually the highest of his career. Uh, so that coincides with Mark having a great year and being named defensive player of the year that year. Defensing rate is defensive rating per 100 possessions were 98 that year. And his offensive rating was 115 best of his career. So depend uh, right now he is at 102 a defensive rating and 110 offensive rating. The actually the 102 defensive rating is actually his third best in his career. He had, 98, as we mentioned, and he had 99 those two other years. So 102 right now sitting is actually his third best of his career right now. And 110 offensive rating is, I think, his third best offensive rating as well. So his stats, his stat line, and we can't calculate his defensive win shares right now because the year's not over. So, um, I mean, you can calculate them. Right now it's 0.6, but... That's basically they only played, you know, they haven't played a whole year. So that calculates and accumulates over the year. So every time he contributes whatever percentage point to a uh, to a win with his defense, that goes down to it. So um, I, I can't really compare his defensive win shares until, until we get to the end of the year. Um, but his stats right now are 16.1 points, nine rebounds. And nine, that nine rebounds right now is the is his career high mark right now. Is averaging nine rebounds. He's never averaged that many rebounds in his career. Three point nine assists, one point seven steals, almost two steals a game for Mark. Um, but you know, Marcus All right now, right now, is playing. He is playing on an all star level, um, and it's really. I don't. I don't know any other way to. Say, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to say he isn't right. Now. I mean, I don't think that. Um, I think right now he's playing an all-star level caliber. Now, does that translate to defensive player of the year? I'm not sure. I think he is definitely in the running. I mean, he's definitely up there, and nobody was talking about talking about him before they started this year. Nobody was uh, saying, "Oh, Marcus Allmont's going to have another defensive." Uh, you know, maybe a, another DPOI uh, a year. Nobody was saying that. I do know that Marcus Saul has outplayed Rudy Gobert two of the three times they've played. He's outplayed Joel Embiid. 
he's outplayed every other young center there was. He's, he outplayed Carl Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, that's, I'd call that a push actually. Um, actually, no, I'd say he outplayed Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, he he's outplayed of all the people, the people of all the players that were expected or predicted to have defensive player of the year candidacies. Rudy Gobert being one of them, Joel Embiid being one of them, and then Anthony Davis being one of them from the Pelicans. Out of all those people, he hasn't played Anthony Davis yet, but those two guys, he's pretty much outplayed them every game that he's played them. And then along that, he's he's outplayed Jokic. He's outplayed every other young center so far this year. There there isn't really. I mean, Rudy Gobert. I think he probably. I'd give him one of those out of those three games. I'd give Rudy Gobert one of them that he outplayed Mark. But everything else. Mark's been dominating him. He's playing in an all-star level right now. His stats, I mean, his stats bear that out. He's averaging almost two steals a game as a center, um, something he's never done before. So is he, is he in the race? Absolutely. Is he a top candidate? I'm not sure. But is he in the top five? I, th- I think so. I'd say so. Right now, based on his stats from when he won, de- when he won Defensive Player of the Year, Based on his stats now, based on his stats then, based on who he's outplayed this year, who are you know who would should have been leading candidates for defensive player of the year, I'd say Marcus is squarely in the race. Um, now there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, basketball to be played, and we don't know what's going to happen. But you know if Marcus continues to play, if Marcus continues to play like he playing is playing right now, I, it would be a travesty that he's not on the All Star. He's not. He's not. Uh, He's not an all-star this year. It would be a travesty. Um, and I think he's squarely in the race uh, of defensive player of the year. So uh, to answer your question simply, yes, that, that's simply. But um, I wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive to really see how well he was playing compared to that year. Um, and he's, he's he's right on track. I, I, I'd say he's right on track to uh, to play just as good as he played that year. Um, his, his defensive rating's a little higher, but not much. So, uh, coming up the next segment of the show, that's our, excuse me, that's our Monday mailbag for the show. Again, if you have a, if you have a question next year for next week for next Monday, make sure you send it to me. You can send it to me throughout the week. Uh, or usually I will put out a tweet over the weekend that you can reply directly to, and uh, I'll answer those as well. But coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about that Grizzlies Timberwolves game and another win for the Grizzlies, put them two and zero over the weekend. Welcome back to the show. Grizzlies Timberwolves played on Sunday. Grizzlies pull out the win, a hundred to eighty-seven. Um, just another phenomenal. I think this is probably the Marcus Saul episode, and I'm fine with that because Marcus Saul is phenomenal again. He does not care for your young centers at all. He does not care. Marcus Saul chews them up and spits them out. Uh, Grizzlies hold the Timberwolves twenty-four points below their average for the year. Uh, just, just amazing, uh, what they're able to do on defense. Uh, Grizzlies get 11 steals in, in, in this game over the weekend. They actually, when I said earlier, they, they had 11, so they got 11 steals on both games of the weekend. Average around nine steals. That's still eighth best in the league. I have a feeling that's probably going to go up this week. So make sure you check in back into our ranking us update on Wednesday when we took it, take a look at the Grizzlies stats and how they stack up against other teams in the league. I have a feeling that Steele's rank is going to go up. Jaron Jackson had 13 points, two rebounds. Uh, you know, 
He got in foul trouble early, but you know, at some point you're just going to have to let Jaron Jackson play through fouls. Like you're going to have to just let him foul out, I guess. Uh, there's, there's some, you know, he gets in foul trouble and they, they kind of pull him out and they're, they're afraid of what he might, you know, get in more foul trouble and uh, lose him for the game. But you know, he's young. He, he is, it's, you know, it's a lot of that stuff is timing. Um, so it's just one of the things you're going to have to just let him, let him foul out, you know, and if he fouls out, so be it. Cause guess what? Jermichael Green, Jermichael Green is back. The Grizzlies played 11 players for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, and they played actually Ivan Rabb only three minutes. So, but they played five capable NBA role players off the bench. Uh, Jermichael Green was one of them. Jermichael Green came back uh, over over this over the weekend. So, in these two games, the Grizzlies got Omri Caspi back and Jermichael Green back. Uh, Jermichael Green had eight points, eight rebounds in 21 minutes. Just a really solid night for the Grizzlies. Um, and that's what Jamaica Green has always been, just consistent. Um, so, you know, before he before he got hurt in uh, he, preseason, he had that corner three working really, really well and was shooting it shooting it quite well. So hopefully, he can get back in the mix and uh, and help contribute about on that offensive uh, stagnation that they have, if you will. Uh, the Grizzlies again, we talked about it. That's one of the th- that's that's their major deficiency right now. Is the offense just like just just goes away some points and so hopefully maybe he can help with that uh you know he he's not a guy that's gonna uh call for the ball he gets his you know gets his buckets uh, a lot of different ways but he he's back um and he he played 21 minutes and he looked winded at times but that's okay because he hasn't played in a while um and he'll so he'll continue to get his, his legs underneath him and he'll continue to be able to play more minutes if if they need to but at some point you're just gonna have to let jaron jackson foul out because you have you have jamalco green back you know, you have Ivan Rabb if you really needed him. So, you know, just just let let the kid play and 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 see what happens. Uh but Marcus All, again, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Twenty six points, eight for thirteen, four for seven from three, thirteen rebounds, three assists, two steals, three blocks, three block I mean, what there isn't anything that he didn't do in that game that you didn't want him to do. eleven of his points came in the fourth quarter. You know, when they needed points, he was out there getting buckets. So um, for the Mark wasn't aggressive crowd, including myself sometimes, um, you know, far be it from us to uh, to say that say that after this game because he just he did he did everything. He did literally everything you wanted. He he is playing at an all star level at this point right now. Um, you know, four four threes, um, you know that's just something about his game that has really has really developed over the past couple of years, which is really impressive to see. Uh, Mike Conley, eighteen points, eight assists. Kyle Anderson only had four points, but he had seven assists, three rebounds, two steals, one block. Affected the game in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, really getting in the passing lane, really getting deflections, um, really just you know cr- creating defensive matchups uh mismatches that you really really need from him um and, and jb is like this kyle anderson lineup at the at the close uh, and i believe it's uh it's, it's mac temple mike kyle anderson and marcus hall he likes it um you know it's a lineup that caught a lot of flack at that end of that jazz game we talked about it on that podcast the next day and you know it's something that he likes and it and it and largely has worked out for him 
Um, I like the lineup. That's the reason you went out and got Kyle Anderson. So you could you could you could size down with these other teams and play small ball and not lose anything. Um, I don't think that Kyle Anderson is so terrible on offense at the end of games that it's just something that you just can't have him out there for. Um, Shelvin Mack had 12 points, two assists, was two for four from three. Temple only had eight points, but he was one for two from three. Just you know, solid solid nights from those guys, and and they're they're going to be consistent. And as long as we said we can consistently 10 to 15 points from none of those guys, from, from those guys every night, um, you know, as long as you have double digit, they're averaging nine, 10 points a game. I think that's what you need from them. Um, and, and if they're, they're the type they're, they're the type of guys that they showed, if they're open from three, they're going to be able to hit them. And that's something that, uh, when Marcus has been super, super good, he's not really ever had he's not really ever had someone that they can put around him put two shooters on his side of the floor and or opposite sides of the floor and whenever they bring the double team he can he can find an open man and they can actually make the defense pay for doubling down on mark so that's something as we get as we go through this season as we move, as we progress through the season, that will be something to watch. But that's something that's not really something Marks truly had, uh, or the Grizzlies has, have truly had. I don't know, and, and I don't know since Marks been that way. I mean, that was their old, the, the knock with Mark at Zebo when they would play through the post. There was just people would double down them, and there was just no offense outside of that. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops over the year. Carlton and Towns, fifteen points, twenty rebounds, but that created needed four turnovers. Really limited his points. Um, the Grizzlies created their the Timberwolves, excuse me, tr- had twenty turnovers, um, and then the Grizzlies had twenty points off those twenty turnovers. So uh, the Grizzlies again doing a really good job of of just putting teams in in weird situations. As Timberwolves again, they're used to going out and uh, scoring a bunch of points, and uh, they're used to uh, they're not used to playing games in the eighties. I know that. And so the Grizzlies doing a really good job of putting putting teams in a very uncomfortable situation where they have to really, really uh, try to find their offense. And and, and so uh, that's adversity for some of these teams to go out there and really, really, really have to work for their offense. Really, you know, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are just going to slow the game down and make teams play at a half-court sets. Um, and some of these teams just can't do it. Now, some of them have superstars that are able to take over the game at some points, like the Golden State Warriors, and it just doesn't matter. Um, you know, and for RBA, the, this these Timberwolves team has had Jimmy, has Jimmy Butler and um, – excuse me, doesn't have Jimmy Butler, sorry. Um, they, don't, they didn't have in this game. So, I mean, you know, but they have players. They have Carlton Towns is, is probably one of the best big men in the NBA right now. Um, you know, so it's not like – they don't have really good players, uh, and Derrick Rose is playing out of his mind. So the Grizzlies putting the work in and and putting teams in bad situations and uncomfortable situations it clearly is going a long way. We'll see how you know if if Mark and Mike keep this up. You know, there's really no telling. But the Grizzlies are ten and five, third in the Western Conference. It was a great weekend for Grizzly basketball. Grizzlies have another game coming up tonight 
uh, at the FedEx Forum, Luka Doncic, uh, rookie of the year, probably in my book, even though. Uh, I think if they let unleash Jaron Jackson and let him play as good as he is, I think he could have you know he could he could have a run at it because I think he's that good. Uh, but Luka Doncic just is playing some really really good basketball, and for all those people that said he wasn't going to be translate to uh, the NBA right away, uh, I, I don't know what you were looking at because uh, he's he's very good at basketball. Nineteen points, averaging nineteen points, six rebounds, four assists, almost a steal a game this year for this this Mavs team um uh, be, you know, beyond uh beyond their starting lineup that you know they don't have a whole lot of people that score the ball but um shutting their their guards down Luka Doncic and Wesley Matthews Dennis Smith shoot, shutting their guards and wings down will be priority for this Grizzlies team tonight so uh if you're in town if you're here make sure you get out to the forum and uh check out the Grizzlies um playing downtown and uh the Mavs and potential rookie of the year, um, Luka Doncic. So it'll be a fun one. Hopefully the Grizzlies can pull this one out, and that will be, uh, I believe, let me, I think, let me have to look this up now. I think it would be four in a row uh, for the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, so that would be four in a row if they win this one. It would move to 11-5. and five. So I, ex- it's it's one that I, I definitely expect, uh, expect them to win. Uh, the Mavs are 7-8. and eight. They, did beat the, they did beat the Golden State Warriors, but it's a game I think it's, definitely winnable for the Grizzlies so hopefully they'll pull that one out and we'll be talking on Tuesday about another win and the Grizzlies just keep it on rolling on um but coming up tomorrow on Tuesday we're hopefully going to have our roundtable segment set up where we have a couple different uh voices and have the same questions different voices that's what I'm going to try to do again on Tuesday don't know if I'm going to be able to do it uh but we'll definitely try if not we'll just talk about this hopefully hopefully this Grizzlies win and and uh we'll talk about how good the Grizzlies seemingly uh, continue to be but uh i appreciate everybody sticking with me again i'm mark king make sure you find me online at king underscore producer if you'd like to be a featured sponsor on the show please email me at lockdowngrizz at gmail.com find us on itunes stitcher or wherever you get your podcast or online at lockdowngrizzlies.com